Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome back to Let's Chat, y'all. I am Miss Leisha, and you know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today. We got a Thursday night girls' night tea. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. What a great topic tonight. Also, time flies. Now you and I both know about that time flying. <laughs> That's all it do for yes. us. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Time flies. We got three fabulous guests on here. Time flies when you are working, when you are having fun, when you are pushing your brand, when you are walking, um, living your best life. Time really flies by, and it's like, wow, it was just that. That was just the other day. It just, it honestly does. And we got three fabulous guests: JP, JB Vample. Shatea Sims and Arthur Rain, they're going to come in and kick it with us in the chat room today, T. Awesome. Another ladies' night. Just talking about ladies' night, if you guys missed last week's show, it was phenomenal. It was like one in a million. We had a great host of women. I believe it was Friday night, Lisa. Is it Thursday or Friday? Check the archives. But they went off. They were Fabulous women, they were dropping jewels, and just to have their energy in the chat room was just phenomenal. Yes, I definitely agree with that, so I'm so excited. 
excited to see what these ladies have for us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we just want to thank you guys for hanging with Leisha and I. And speaking of time flies, we have been on this on this show a couple of years now, and it seems like time is really flying, Leisha. We've had some great guests that have come to the doors of us chat, and we are so appreciative of each and every one of them. And that's just another aspect of how time flies because we've already surpassed our 200th show. We've been nominated for various awards. And need I remind you, we are a two-time award-winning show. I just want to throw that out. (laughs) That's how much time has been flying for us here on this chat. But thank you, everyone. That has been supporting Alicia and I, both on and off the air. We really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Be awesome. It's just so awesome. This is actually our um, 225th show today. So we're at 225, and we are having a good time. We enjoy what we do. We do what we do for a reason. If you would love to come and kick it with us here in the chat room, or you might have an author that you want to see in the chat room, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. You can pick us up on any podcast. Let's chat with Miss Tony and Leisha. Any podcast, you can pick us up. Um, iTunes, if you want to listen to our archives here on blogtalk.com. We so appreciate you guys for always supporting us. It's always people that listen to us and we don't know that they listen. Um, but mm-hmm. we really, really appreciate all of those that take time out just to show us love on a regular basis. Absolutely. And our two and a quarter. That's our show tonight. Two and a quarter. <laughs> yeah, we two and a quarter tonight. We two and a quarter. We two and a quarter. <laughs> Absolutely. We are two and a quarter now. Yeah, we will be going on break. We're going on break in the month of September. So, but Tony don't get a break. Because Tony will be on break, but um, her sports show will be working. back. So y'all gotta y'all yeah. gotta tune into her sports show on Tuesday nights. Absolutely, and with the one and only sports guru himself, Mister Jazz Scoreboard. I miss talking to Jazz. He was chopping it up on text the other day. He always cracked me up because Jazz, for those that don't know, he always has a new phone issues going. <laughs> so I sent him a text, and it took him about five eight five or eight hours. <laughs> Tell me, who's this? <laughs> That's yeah. Jazz for you. I'm glad he got a new phone because at one time, it was a little rough. (laughs) It was, Leisha, it was. We were racking on him all the time. But for those that are just tuning in, Leisha and I, you know, uh, we always getting into it like we don't have new guests up in the chat room, new listeners online. So we thank you once again. But just to let you guys know what Leisha and I do here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature because we are first and foremost readers. But not just readers, we just love all the arts, and we celebrate it in a royal way, no matter what it may be. Um, we've had so many walks of life that have come through the doors of this chat, so make sure you check out those archives because they have dropped some tremendous jewels for us as well as our listeners. But we love doing it in a royal way. We love to interact with our guests in a fun, and I do mean fun, intimate and friendly environment. 
For those that know our show, we always end our interviews with each and every guest. What a fun question, you know. Uh, so make sure you always tune in and go back because we've had some doozies, Leash. <laughs> but we love feeling the passion of our guests, and we have some passionate women up in the chat room tonight. So we hope you guys are excited about tonight's two-and-a-quarter show with the wonderful J.D. Vample, Shatea Sims, and Arthur Rain. We are ready to talk about how time flies. Absolutely. Our first guest is going to be fabulous uh, J.B. Now, y'all, when um, she first came onto the show, I think that was when her first book came out. I want to say when her first book came out, if I'm not mistaken, Uh or the second one. (laughs) So I'm excited mm-hmm. that we um, are getting her back in here to see what she's been cooking in her creative kitchen. We're going to take a brief break. We're going to hit you with some of that uh, Georgia Clay. Shout out to the fabulous Xavier Lewis. We see him doing so many great things, getting ready for his album to drop. So we're going to hit you with some of that Georgia Clay, and we'll be back. Okay. What's in my tail on a nine to five? Keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, red peach prime Sweet Georgia, where I reside Tell me why do I have to cry out Tell me why should I even pray Tell me why should I worry about it Tell me why should I lose my head Tell me why do I have to cry out Tell me why should I From the burden's lane, knuckles root from the states I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. Tell me why do I have to cry? Oh 
alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Alright, alright, alright. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Last Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are here hey, about hey. to talk that talk with the fab- fabulous JB Vample. Welcome, sweetie. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me back. You are so welcome. We're excited to hear what you've been doing since last time. Yes, you got to oh. let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen over there. <laughs> oh, well, what was, when was the last time I was on? Well, okay, we'll just start with this. Um, I've been on a book tour um, so last last year and now we're going again this year. Uh, I did about what were you asking me now? Or was I cutting it? I'm sorry. No, you got right. Yeah, we want to know what you've been doing, okay. honey. <laughs> okay. So um, I was on last year. I was on the book tour. I did about 20 events last year, uh, and I put out a couple more books. And my most recent book is the sixth book of my college life series that has been I've been publishing since December 2015. I put out the sixth book uh, just just in July. And I'm still touring this year, and actually tomorrow I'm flying out to California for a book fair. So, <laughs> awesome. pretty busy. Wow, okay. that's awesome. Now I have a question Thank for you. you. Where do you get all of these book uh, events in and tours? Like, where do you get the information from? If there's an author listening um, and they're like, I want to do book a book tour, what do I do? Give them five, um, I actually, drop some jewels on them. Sure. Sure. Um, I actually um, some of the events from last year I've gotten from uh, I think it's a a I want to say a l b c dot com. I want to say that, and um, I googled some some I looked for on Eventbrite, and because of the subject matter of my book, which is a series that follows five black women um, through their years of college, I actually did uh, vendoring events at um, colleges like HBCUs. So I went on their site to find out when they had vending events where people can come and just you know to have their product there and sell. So I went to Lincoln and Howard University and University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Um, so, yeah, so I, I try to find things that, you know, I can find my target audience at. I did actually a Black College Expo. I did two. I did one in Atlanta and I did the one in Maryland. Uh, and I'm actually going to be doing the one in New York uh, next month. So different avenues I, I look, use to find events for my own tour. Awesome. Thank you. Now, okay, so you're touring, you're writing. Where do you mm-hmm. balance it from? Because you're a wife. You you got stuff going on. So how do you balance all of that? Um, I just prioritize. I also work a, and I also work a full time job. You know, the writing is the career. The job funds it. <laughs> Eventually, I'll be able to leave the job <laughs> and write full time. That's what I'm working towards. So um, I just, it's just, I don't even know. I just, I just find time to do it. You know, I've, yeah, for years I've been just working and not really doing anything to, you know, really further my career. So now that I'm in my career, I make time for it. I, I make the time for it. I work, I work my job. I'm still a wife, and, and I, I do my tour and I do my writing, and it's just. I make the time for it. Sometimes I'm tired, but, you know, I'm still going to make the time for it because the career, the writing is what I want to do. This is what I meant to do in life. And until I can do this full time, I'm just going to grind and 
manage it all. Absolutely. We want to shout out the husband, though, because that is her right hand. He be at these events. Like, look, <laughs> this is how much the book is. <laughs> he be right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he right here. He's very, 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 very supportive. Very supportive. And that's so important. You know, it really is. It makes what you do a little bit easier uh, when you have that support of, of your spouse or your significant other. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I, I, like, I'm going out of town with, without them this weekend. And, you know, it's okay. Hey, see you. See you when I get back. Wish you luck. Sell. <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I hear him now. Awesome. You ain't sell no books, no baby. You can't go back there. I understand, but no, we, 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 we you can't go back there because you didn't sell no books last time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But JB, this is Tony. When exactly would you share with our audience? When did you realize that the writing was the career that you wanted, and not just the job that you grind at? And how did um, you determine? Yeah, well, the writing. The, I've always done writing like even since I was little at, mm-hmm. but at that time at, at, until a couple of years ago I didn't it was just basically a hobby it was something that I've always just done it's something that was just a part of me to do it, I just mm-hmm. did it effortlessly I don't want to say effortless, effortlessly because writing does take effort but I'm just saying it's just always something that I've done and I, just, I didn't think of it at, when I was younger as a career it was just something that was a part of me and a couple of years ago I would say when I was turned 34 um, I got to mm-hmm. a point where the, you know, I was working my job and at the position I was, I'm like, I can't, I can't take this. I can't take it anymore. I have to do something else. I'm not happy where I'm working. And I, I mean, I've switched jobs since then, but still, you know, so I'm like, I came to a point where I'm like, what do you want to do, Jess? Like, what is it that you really want to do? It's something. I know what it is. And writing just kept coming back to me. It was like, you, in, in my mind, I'm like, chick, you have all these, you sitting on these books since you were mm-hmm. 17 years old. You're just writing them just because it's in you to do. So this is what you're meant to do. And I listened mm-hmm. to myself, and I took the steps necessary to publish. By, and I made a promise to myself in in the beginning of that year. I said, by the end of that year, which is, was 2015, you're going to publish this first book. And this is all I was mm-hmm. saying to myself. And by the grace of God, I got it done. And I've been mm-hmm. hitting the ground running ever since, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. I love it. So when you're... You're writing. What is, and your pen has grown. How has your pen grown from the first book you, you, you sat down to write to now? Um, well, my mindset is a lot, diff, you know, different now. So how I write things and scenes and characters and situations is a lot different. Now, when I, when I started writing this series, you know, I started, I, I was writing before I was 17, but I started writing this series at 17. So my pen has definitely evolved from the 17-year-old mind frame to now I'm 37 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, how I, I think I'm, I'm definitely more matured and how I tell a story is more, I would say, makes a lot more sense. I know how to mix in, you know, the drama and the humor. I know how to bring out you know, make you either hate or love a character. So it's like I've really, I feel like it's just grown tremendously. Not perfect, but I, it definitely has grown a lot. My characters and the way I tell their stories has matured a lot, but that's come with my age, you know, how I'm mature and how I look at things and view the world. That's how I portray, mm-hmm. I portray certain things in my writing based on what I've learned. 
Wow, when you realize that, that's powerful. That this is Tony. We try to remember to identify ourselves because we sound so much alike. But um, yes, okay. talking about <laughs> talking about your series and the growth that you have uh, seen within yourself. Why this series? Why the College Life series? Well, this series is a very near and dear to me. Like these characters, I've they've been with me for twenty years, and I feel like it is a their stories can not only entertain, but can actually help people. I've had, um, a, when I did, went to Howard University to, to sell books, I had a student actually came, this was her freshman year, and she had purchased my book somewhere else, like at another event mm-hmm. I've done. And she told me, she said, you know, I, I read it, I loved it, and she said, this actually got me looking forward to college. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, that was really like, Mind open, like mind blowing to me, and very eye opening, and very humbling to me. You know that I feel like not only do these characters entertain and make people laugh, but they can make people reflect, make people think, and make people, you know, either look forward to going to school or reliving their school days. So, not only do I want, not only is do I want the characters to mean something to the readers, but they mean a lot to me. And I, I had to put this out there. This is another reason why I self published because I didn't want to. You know, I faced rejection doing the trying to go traditional route, but this was before I really decided to self-publish. This was, like, years ago when I first tried to dip my hand in publishing and I got rejected. But it is what it is. But I realized that no matter how this book series gets put out, I want to put it out. This is something that I have to do and want to do. Mm -hmm. So self-publishing was how I've done it and will continue to do it. That's awesome. And just to our listening audience a little bit about the College Life series and the evolving that you have put into the series. Oh, so you, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Um, just tell our listening audience a little bit about the series, the uh, College Life series, um, and how it has evolved, how you've up to your sixth book, you said, in this series. Mm-hmm. I published a sixth book recently. So uh, the College Life series, it is a nine-book fiction series. And it follows the lives of five young black women as they go through their college years. Each character, these characters are thrown together by chance, like their their first semester of freshman year. And these girls come from completely different backgrounds. They have different upbringings. They have different ways of confronting and dealing challenges and dealing with life in general. So it's oh, it's a character-driven series. So through each book, the characters go through a series of events. So, start to change them and to shape them into the adults that they become, you know, throughout the book. Um, it is a mm-hmm. lot of, it's a lot of drama in the book. It is a lot of, you know, bickering. It's a lot of family issues. There's a lot of relationship issues. It's a lot of secrets and things like that. But it's a lot of humor mixed in it. So I like to call them fun reads and easy reads. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so the, each book tells the events of a semester. So the reason why I have nine is the first eight books are through the characters four years of, four years of college, you know, those two main semesters through a college year. And the ninth book follow, will follow the characters five years after they graduate. So it kind of it will wrap mm-hmm. up their college years and then kind of give the reader insight into how they're living life post-college. Oh, I like so I'm on that. book number six. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so how yeah. far do you think you're going to take that series? Oh, I have big plans in my mind. Um, I <laughs> in my head I see I see a TV show. Um, I eventually see you know maybe a movie for like the final book. Um, I see myself doing more touring. I see 
myself in bookstores. Oh, I have, trust me, in this mind of mine, I have a lot of plans for this series. So it's just a matter of executing everything. <laughs> but I think I'm on my way. <laughs> but I've had readers well, tell me, though, that if it was a TV show, they would definitely watch it. So why not, you know? Exactly. Everybody else is getting a TV show. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Awesome. Now, what are some of the quirky things you do when you sit down to write? Uh, quirky things. Okay. Um. I have, okay. Well, I don't know if it's really quirky, but I, I, like, I like to listen to music. I like to. I like. I like to listen to music. I like. Um, I like to have like some green tea. I don't know if that's quirky. I, think. <laughs> I don't know, but I like to have green tea. I like to listen to music. Um, definitely like to listen to music. Um, that's really all I do. Sometimes I will when I sit down and I'm actually trying to think, not really think of a scene, but trying to execute a scene. A lot of times when I write, most of the times when I write, I write off the top of my head. I don't really write things down. It's just the scenes are in my head. Sometimes I will talk out the scenes, like in the characters' voices and stuff. That sounds crazy, don't it? But that's okay. <laughs> so I, I'll talk I'll talk out the scenes. I'll really sit here and talk out the scenes and try to mimic each character and try to channel each character and talk it out to see how it's going to sound when I'm writing it on paper. So that may be a little quirky. I'll say that. One of the mm-hmm. things I do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. If it if it's, works for you, then it works for your readers. Now, this is Tony again. <laughs> since you since the inception of your first book, College 101, and uh, it does proceed over a course of a few years, have you ever started out one of these books thinking that this is the direction it's going to go, but do you look at, like, everyday life, things in the news, in the paper, and it kind of takes a different spin? Um, no, I don't. Well, when I first started the series, the book, I knew that I wanted to make it a series. That I did know. Um, I didn't know I was going to – I didn't eventually, um, originally do want to do nine books. I was just going to do the eight. But as years went on, I decided mm-hmm. I was going to do a ninth book. Um, I don't – as far as – Putting modern, I would say modern day things like stuff that's happening in the news and stuff. I don't. I don't like to time stamp my books. I will say if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, right, I don't. You know. Yeah. So I, I don't put a time. That's like. Um, I, it's, I don't name years in the book. I don't name. I don't. There's no years, and mm-hmm. I'm, there's not 2005. I, I just. I don't like to have a time stamp on it. So a lot of things that's going on now, I don't have in the book that you if you read it so it's like if like if you read it you know i i don't have anything to say oh well that that's in 2015 that's that happened in 2018 i because i don't i try to keep stuff that stuff out i touch on a lot of main issues but mm-hmm. like current events and stuff i don't touch on it i don't like to date my book mm-hmm. so that's like if you pick, pick it up, up like 10 years, 10 years from now exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> i want you to feel like you're in the moment exactly but that's that's, right. my, that's that's my how i write that's how i write mm-hmm I love it. I love it. So if you were not writing books, what would you be doing? Oh, that's a good question. Well, believe it or not, I actually went to school for computer science. Um, I don't know if I would still be doing that because I really don't remember too much <laughs> that I learned at university. It's a, great, it's a great school, trust me. <laughs> but I, I, I chose the wrong major, and that was that's for, because of my own mind and what I didn't feel like doing. But I don't know what I will be doing, really. I know I'll be doing mm-hmm. something, because I know I had to get out of, the, out, of, out of that position I was in. But um, 
I don't know. Like, I just can't write. Right now, like, where I'm at now, I can't imagine not doing the writing. I can't mm-hmm. imagine not doing it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anything else would make me happy okay. as far as career-wise. But, you well, know, Debbie, you touch on a oh, subject. I'm sorry, Lisa. You touch on the subject of that a lot of college students, especially freshmen, you know, experience that first year choosing the wrong major. Uh, do you touch about touch on that in your um in your series? Um, I do, well, some of the books have not gone out or not out yet. So, but some mm-hmm. characters do, you know, kind of throughout the time, around the time when they're getting ready to, you know, go into that next level, they start to kind of question why they chose the matrix that they did, or question if they still want to do what they went to school for. Um, mm-hmm. So some of it is touched. Some characters, they're very happy in their major and, you know, whatever. It, but I, I don't want to really give away anything because some of these books have not come mm-hmm. out yet. But, yeah, some characters mm-hmm. do struggle with that. Um, my reasoning, now I could uh, talk about my reasoning for choosing computer science was because I thought at that age, it was like 17, it was going to make me money. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do and because computers were, oh, so big and still are, but still. And I just... It just wasn't. I didn't have the. I didn't have the patience for. It. I don't have the patience for math and computer science. Is a lot of math. It's calculus. Mm-hmm. It's all kinds of stuff. And I've just never been good at it. Not not to say I could not be good at it. I just I didn't want to do it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have chosen, you know, English or you know something like that. But you know mm-hmm. what? Hindsight is twenty twenty, and I probably wouldn't be doing or be where I am now if I didn't make those mistakes. So. But it's true, you know, like my son experienced his first two years of college. He he wasn't happy once you get into the nitty-gritty of whatever major you choose. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's common, and I'm sure it'll continue to happen as long as there are freshman colleges. A freshman college. Uh, yep, yep. And I actually <laughs> told, um, I did a, a like a college workshop last year, and I, I did tell the young ladies, I said, you know what, because some of them kind of expressed that, you know, they wanted to do certain things and their families were like, no, you should do this because this, that, what you want to do may not be, you know, lucrative and make you money. And I said, you know what, it's important. Yes, you want to have some security. This is why I still work a, a nine-to-five job to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to pay the mortgage and the insurance and all that stuff to fund my career. But it's important to do what makes you happy. It really is because you can go and, and, and choose as major that everybody else wants you to choose because you they think it's going to make you so much money or or make you successful. But you look up twenty years from now, you're not happy. I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in make doing what you do what you want to do to make yourself happy. Be secure, yes, have that security. But at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. Right. And you don't have to like our, my college readers and college students. You don't have to have it all together right now. You have, if you're in school, you do have time. If you think you want to do something when you first start and you change your mind, that's okay. It's okay. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. That's true. You got to put the work okay. in. <laughs> so what does writing mean? Oh. <laughs> what does writing mean Sorry. for you? Writing is and has always been like a... It's a very freeing thing. It's like an escape for me. Um, when I'm feeling down, I write poetry. When I'm feeling sad, I write poetry. When I'm feeling happy, I write stories. And So it's like it's, it's a way for me to express myself, even if some things I may write, nobody would ever read. But it's, it's a ex- way for me to express myself because, you know, through words and on paper is how I can express myself when I can't re- 
in times where I can't really express it verbally. You know, I can be very closed off sometimes. So it's like a, it's, it's an escape for me from certain things, and it's also um, a way to it's a, it's peace. It's very peaceful for me. So writing to me, if I didn't write, I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an Aquarius. I'm, I'm a very I'm, I'm like really mentally. I'm, I'm weird. Where Aquariuses are a little bit eccentric and they have certain ways that they deal with things and they can be very closed off and, you know, kind of cold <laughs> sometimes. But we have, we need a way to express ourselves and writing is how I express myself and it's how I free myself. So writing means everything to me. Okay. Well, I feel where your passion is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, child, here on Let's Chat, we like to do some fun stuff. And okay. he always comes with some fun questions. I'm excited since you like to write. I know this gonna be good. So oh I'm excited. God, I'm, gonna put me on the spot. I'm not good on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the thing. This is why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. We, we as a reader, and we're readers first. You feel the pen. You feel that author's passion through their pen when you read their work. But when you haven't experienced that author, you haven't experienced their work, that's why you have Let's Chat. We bring that author uh, to the readers um, so that they can experience that author's passion of why they do what they do, and then they get a little taste of their creativity. And so I'm excited because I know you're very creative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm Absolutely. excited to see what you got as I rub my hands together. <laughs> This is going to be bad. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be terrible. I'm not <laughs> good on the spot. I'm telling together. you. And I ramble. <laughs> no problem. We All your ramble is going to wrap up to something nice and juicy. But first and foremost, JB, thank you so much for joining me tonight. We always enjoy when you come into the chat room, sharing some of your precious time with us as well as our listeners. Because from what you share with us, you got a lot going on. So we thank you for thank that. You. But um, No problem. But your career. Your creative juices are about to overflow because I'm going to give you three props, and I want you to choose. You could choose any character from your book, or you could make one up tonight. But your three props tonight, if you can bring it all together and give us a live excerpt, are some thigh-high boots, a straight jacket, and a feather. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Are you ready? We ready? Uh, I, I get. Uh, I gotta pick one. A feather. This is not gonna be. You good, gotta. That you. all three gotta be. You gotta throw, pick a scene from the book and throw them in the scene. Mhm, mhm. We know they fast <laughs> up in that book. Wait, I got. Wait, I gotta pick a scene from my book. Uh huh. Pick a scene. scene. Pick a scene, or you can create a new scene, and put those props in the scene. Oh, all three props. Oh my god. Mhm. Um, <laughs> uh. God, come on! Uh, you didn't even pro- you didn't even give me a heads up to do this. I like- did. I said we love to do something fun. No, you didn't tell me that I had to make up a story on the spot. You said three props. I don't even. I have never used a written about a straight jacket. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Okay, all right. So I have to come up with a scene. Okay. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll wait. 
So just just a feather. Okay, so it's a feather. Just I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something. A feather, a straight jacket, and thigh high boot or a high heel boot. Mm-hmm. Thigh high boots. High heel thigh high boots. <laughs> Still trying to fall. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. I can't. I'm so drawing a blank. <laughs> hmm. Okay, okay take one out. Are you laughing at me? And throw it in there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um. Okay. So. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Um. Like the sound, the sound of the rain hitting against the window didn't phase Chastity Parker as she sat at her desk writing in her journal. The pen that she uses, and the pen that she used this time wasn't her typical pen; was a pen with a feather on it. Uh, she liked the feather because it was the feather was black, and that is her favorite color to wear. Funny thing is, while she was writing her journal, she was getting ready for her date with her boyfriend Jason. And her outfit that she had on as she glanced in the mirror while she was writing the last of her thoughts in her journal consisted of some high heel boots that typically, again, wasn't her favorite color. They were red instead of black. Uh, she paired that to go with a red fitted dress that was his favorite and also his favorite color, which is red. Um, she stood up from the table at the desk. She set her pen down and gave herself a once over in her floorless mirror. As she smoothed her dress down, she realized it was a little tighter than she liked. So tight as if she could imagine what a straight jacket felt like, it would probably felt like that. <laughs> I got nothing else. Y'all can't do this to me. I'll be mumbling and sounding crazy. Oh, Jesus. I done stuttered. I done stuttered. See, that's okay. I do have a stuttering problem sometimes. Y'all got me, though. Y'all got me. But give me more time to prep over to have something better. That was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, okay. I like that. I, I, I was envisioning. I was envisioning her at a desk with a pen and her, her black pen and her. I was envisioning it. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for humoring me. <laughs> and then I like how you threw in. You know, it wasn't her favorite color, but he liked it. You know, she liked black. So you let us know about the character. You let us know that she likes to wear black. Black is her favorite color, but her man likes red, so she's into pleasing her man. See, we learned about the character all like that. (laughs) Just like that. See? 30 seconds, and we already created juices flowing. (laughs) Okay, well, that's good, because my man's sweating. All right, now you got me sweating. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media. We know you're on tour. Shout out your your tour dates to those readers so that they can come out and meet and greet with the fabulous J.B. Vample. Absolutely. Well, my website is www.jbvample.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. My Facebook page is JB Vample, and I also have a fan page, which is the College Life Series. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at with the handle at JB Vample, and I'm also on Snapchat at JB Vample. Um, my next 
tour, well, the next event that I have is um, Saturday, actually. I'll be flying out, flying out to California. It's the Limert, Limert, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, Limert Park Book Fair. That's in Los Angeles, California. That's uh, this Saturday. And then the in September 29th, I'll actually be in Brooklyn, New York, for the New York uh, Black College Expo. And then in October, October 13th, I want to say, is the Sisters um, in Business Expo. I'll be at in Atlanta, Georgia. So those are my next three events I'm really excited about. So you guys, if you guys are in the area, please come check me out. Oh, I have one more thing. Um, my A couple of copies of the College Life series um, are actually on the shelf at Barnes & Noble at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. So my Atlanta people, go ahead down there and purchase your copies. Congratulations. <laughs> That's the beginning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's just the beginning, so I'm working on more stores, but this is very big accomplishments. I'm very excited. So please, Atlanta and whoever's in the area, go support, please. Thank you. Absolutely. I might have to come check you out and support you when you come to Brooklyn. Oh, yes. You're going to be there the 29th? I'm in New York, so um, oh, I go to Brooklyn every Saturday to get my hair done. Depending on the time, I'm because I live in the, on the island, but uh, depending on the time, uh, I should be able to come out and just say hey and get a quick oh, hug and a quick ooh. quick uh, vet of JB Vample uh, straight jacket, red, <laughs> and a black feather. <laughs> right. Remind me about some spontaneous chops. Remind me about some things. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so thank you once again for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You know, you put me on the spot. I had a great time. <laughs> Thank you so much. We love it. We love it. Thank you for entertaining us. No problem. <laughs> Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. That was fun, Lisa. That was that fun. Thank you for on it. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. But, you know, and I love, like, I love when authors give details like that. Um, you know, I hate that APP, APB rundown, like, she wore this and this and this and this and she had on this and she went here and here and here. I like how they, I like authors that spread it out, give us a little knowledge of the of the character, mm-hmm. bring us into that character's world. You know, her favorite color is black. You know, she she's into pleasing her man. His favorite color is red. You know, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. that brings us into a little bit of behind the scenes of the character. You know, you have right. you know, those people that can relate like, yeah, girl, I would have worn them boots for my man too. You know, they can relate. And that's all the best part of being a reader is reading a book that is relatable. Mm-hmm. Re- exactly. Relatable as far as mentally, relatable as far as um, whether you are in school and you're going through some of those same things and it's just relatable by experience, but just something that is relatable. And then sometimes it's, it takes you away from what you are going through and where you are in your world and takes you to a whole mm-hmm. new world for just a brief moment. And so that's the best part about being a reader. Mm-hmm. And that goes right back to our topic. That helps a reader's time fly. And, you know, you just want to get away from the everyday life and get into the pages of a book. That's one of the things I love to do. And, unfortunately, I don't get to do it as much as I used to because of our busy schedule. But that helps when you want to get into the pages and just let your imagination become what the author wrote on those pages. I just love it. 
take you to a different time. Absolutely. So do I. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be back with the fabulous Shatea Sims. Okay. Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Carrots, you a motherfucker, now pay attention. Uh-huh. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get paid, uh-huh. dug into my last day. Right. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine, homie, uh-huh. I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit, the only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane. Nigga, crazy and I'm cool, cool Split personality, I don't know who's who Screws loose, so watch what you say to me I will snap out, I'm a New York Jersey nigga But now I wanna run this out It's not where you from, nigga It's where the fuck you at So I switch that NY and flip it to a brazen Running up the check, running up the check yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit First off, you don't know who you fucking with right. That nigga KJ here bust quick Better watch what you say when you run your lips He's crazy in the range, you don't give a uh-huh. shit Pop pills, that boy is so That's ill right. Disrespecting, you get killed Slip in like the Viper, the DC Slap to the bitches, I wear sleep hype, yeah Damn. You don't want it with the kid from Jersey, Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy uh-huh. Cause when I come, I come with fire Stop putting on your rap shoe lighter uh-huh. You ain't never do a bitch, you a bitch, nigga You be lying in your rap, you ain't rich, nigga uh-huh. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga uh-huh. I run up in your motherfucking crib, nigga I kill you, kill you, kill you And leave no witnesses no. And write a book about uh-huh. it Like OJ Simpson did uh-huh. I'm a Savage nigga, uh-huh. I am out of my mind right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds that you right. I'm on my grind nigga, yeah. so don't you waste my time And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the line I see you haters nigga, I hear you haters talking You gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin I'm about my paper, I'm about my thriller, I'm counting figures I seen a cross in your eyes, that's why you switch nigga Oh you a bitch nigga, I'm counting chips nigga You keep on chasing ass, I'm getting rich nigga Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I'm not born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit, hey.
the three like get your rollers, get your rollers, get your rollers. I just did the plug, I need a whole get your rollers, get your rollers. My new bitch is better than my old one. Get your rollers, get your rollers. Since your he don't work so cut the stove on. Pull up in my city, nigga, it's a war zone. All I know is sir. Fuck what you heard, tell me about some shit you know About how to hit the trap and get your roll on Eight in the morning, breaking them down with my robe on Heard some funny shit and I threw away my old phone Got some new bitches and I threw away my old hoes One yellow gold, one rose gold Pole cough syrup in my hot cocoa Stay away from broke hoes, that's a no-no Right now, I'm working on a suspense novel. 
Oh, urban romance series. <laughs> okay, you can't just drop that little bomb and not tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so the first book was Living Anonymous, followed by Nice, and then Still Anonymous and Unveiled was the final book in the series. It pretty much is um, a coming-of-age love story, um, not just love with girl meets guy or guy meets girl, but it has a lot to do with self-love, uh, relationships with family and friends, as well as knowing that um, family doesn't necessarily mean blood-related. So it takes uh, an edge on all aspects, pretty much go through the ups and downs of this girl. You start at the age of nine, but I don't stay in there. I just wanted you to get um, an idea of her background, of her upbringing, and how she became who she is as a woman. So it starts when she was nine, it ends when she's 36. So you kind of grow with the characters. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big ace. And uh, why this series? Why not the traditional route of the of a romance, and why did you want to focus on self-love? I'm sorry, this is Tony. We're going to try to remember to say who's speaking because we've been told we sound so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, self-love, because I feel like as women, we all share the same story, just with different characters mm-hmm. and different scenes. So we, I feel like as women, we're hard on ourselves without society telling us, you know, what the standard of beauty is and how I'm supposed to act and, you know, just in general. So that's why I was like, Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell a whole scope of this woman or this girl becoming a woman and her ups and downs and pitfalls. And I feel like, you know, every character is relatable and you, you know, as women, we go through our stages of life. So that's why like Mm -hmm. it's a big span of childhood teenage years, young adult woman. Mm-hmm. And that's so important um, to say because I don't, I don't know at what point women, we as women stop feeling that way or stop comparing ourselves, you know, to the next. And um, how mm-hmm. has the reception, how has the reception been for, for your series? Uh, great. Honestly, it's been wonderful. Um, the first book was released in 2015. It was, pulled off the shelves briefly just because I had signed with the publisher. Um, since that, me and the publisher are no longer in cahoots with one another. Nothing bad, just, you know, it just wasn't the right fit. And, you know, people are still buying, people are still reading. I just had a book event what, two weeks ago and gained some new readers. So it's one of those ageless, mm. timeless novels. Mm. And we so need those, especially um, as young women, because, um, like I said, I don't know when we ever stop feeling the way, you know, that self-love wouldn't ever really stop. Now, what would you tell a typical reader that is new to your series that may be listening? Um, just give them, like, three or four jewels that, that you want them to take away from your series. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. We're all human. We all make mistakes. The first guy that says I love you is not nine times out of ten. I don't want to put it out there, but nine times out of ten is not your happily ever after because most of us fall in love for the first time, um, teenage or young adult. And I'm, when I say young adult, I mean like your early 20s. Typically, mm-hmm. you don't really know yourself as a person until you reach about 31, 32 years old. So, 
you know, you're just going to go through your ups and downs in life, and it's okay. It's You're going to fail, and when through your failures, it's okay as long as you don't stay down and you pick yourself up. Net, um, mm-hmm. Surround yourself by positive people, people that's not going to be – People that's just not going to tell you what you want to hear because you do need that person in your ear telling you when you're wrong and when you need to get up off your behind and do something. So, like I said, that's why I said the um, book deals with a lot, a lot, a lot of topics from depression to rape to absentee fathers to drug abuse, and it just it touches on every topic imaginable that a person can mm-hmm. go through or um, the characters go through. It's not just one person going through, you know, this ordeal, but each character goes through their own their own story, but they, you know, they're triumph through their story. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. And it touches on subjects, um, on subjects that are relatable today. You know, like our last guest was saying, she doesn't put a year or a time. Her story is timeless, so that should you pick it up, five, ten years from now, you can still relate to it. How important is that to you uh, when your your readers pick up your book, be it now or five years from now? It's very important. Mine does have dates because you need to know how the world was back when. Like I said, she starts mm-hmm. out, the book starts out in 1989, and she's in foster care. And if anybody knows anything about, you know, old foster care systems, they weren't as tough and regulated as they are today. So they were putting these kids just anywhere without doing the proper background checks or anything on these people. So it is a timeless piece. It does take you through history. Um, People who are my age or older or whatever can be like, oh, my God, I remember this, just because it deals with the music and the atmosphere and the culture, especially black culture Mm -hmm. during that time. Like, music mm-hmm. is heavily influenced throughout the book because she is an entertainer. So, but it is a timeless piece just because, like I said, it's a story of a, a girl growing into a woman. And I feel, like I said, I feel like we all share the same story, just different scenes and different characters in our own storyline. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And it's all parallel. Now, this is still Tony. Uh, how have you grown as an author as well as a, a, a woman since you started out on your literary journey? Oh, my goodness. So when I first finished the book, I was one, between 24 and 26, um, and I didn't release it right away. Um, I don't have a rhyme or reason as to why I did not. It was just one of those things that I wrote a book and just sat on it. Um, when I went back to pick it up in my early 30s and I was like, oh, my God, I've grown so much as a woman that I was able mm-hmm. to manipulate the characters as such. And, like, okay, a grown woman wouldn't do this or think this way, at least, you know, a mature one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely um, matured with the characters and they matured with me. Um, mm-hmm. Just, like, my journey as far as child, girl, woman. So it all interplays and it's all interwoven or interweaving within this storyline. Mhm. Well, that's 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 important as well because if you see the growth in your yourself and you see it in your pen, you want that to be reflected to your readers as well. Absolutely. Mhm. 
Now, as you see yourself emerging as an author in this industry, are there any veterans that you look to for, for like, guidance or just to see how they move in the industry? Um, I admire every author out there. I do. Do I look to others as to as guidance? I may look mm-hmm. at their story as to how they started and where they are now, but I don't try to imitate other people's moves because I feel like mm-hmm. in this industry you kind of have to do what works for you. So just because, mm-hmm. you know, this worked for this author may not necessarily mean that it's going to work for me too. So mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, figure stuff out on my own. I do my research. Um, I, like I said, I admire plenty of authors. I admire their artwork. I admire the steps that they've taken. Like, I do admire that, but I kind of go to the beat of my own drum, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So that's why I, like, I tell any new authors, like, you don't have to go with the trend. You have to do what your heart is telling you to do and where you're comfortable at. Mm-hmm. That was part of my next question. You know, with that all being said, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a new, um, as a new author in this industry? in addition to just trying to be yourself? Um, more so the biggest challenge is trying to get readers to notice you just because if you are a new author, like, readers kind of tend to shy away from new authors. And, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. I understand. But it's more like, you know, trying to get the readership, trying to get the fan base. So through that, you know, it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of book um, fairs and book events. And, hey, when I first started out, like, I gave free copies away just trying to build that fan base, and it paid off, so I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons Leisha and I do – oh, hey, Leisha, I was going to say, that's one of the reasons we do what we do here on Let's Chat. We love having new authors to the industry so that readers can get to hear them and and get to know them and, and know their passion behind what it is that they do. Mhm. Absolutely. And, we and I'm glad that you brought you that up. We do. We appreciate you because you you guys put in the work. But you did something. I want to say it was last year. That maybe it was the year before last. But what you did set an example, um, in my opinion, for a lot of authors who talked about not being able to get their book certain places. But you got your book in the hands of Jess Hilarious. Um, yes. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that and how you did it. Okay. So you got to have your work with you at all times. I carry my book in the trunk of my car. If I know I'm going to an event where I'm likely to run into a celebrity, I put it in my pocketbook because I don't never want to miss an opportunity. So Just Hilarious um, was in Shel- at Sheltonham High School. It's a high school in Philadelphia. And they do their, their annual all-star um, basketball tournament, which really is like anybody from the community that went to the high school, uh, from students all the way through, you can be a senior citizen, all are welcome to participate in this event. So I went to the event. Um, I knew that the local radio station was going to host the event. I did not know Jess Hilarious was going to be there. So I see her. I ran to the trunk of my car. <laughs> I grabbed the book. And, you know, I introduced myself. And I didn't want to be overbearing, but I was like, hey, do you mind if I give you a book? I was like, it's 
it'll be free. I autographed it. We talked a little bit. And I never in a million years, I really thought she was just put the book to be nice. I never thought that she would have made a whole Instagram post on it. So I'm very grateful that she did. But um, that's primarily what I do. I always, always, always have books on me. And that's very important, especially if you're just trying to start out, and especially because it's only going to take that one person, that one person. Get your book in that one person. Like, give that book to that one person, and it can change your life. And that's how I see it. Mm, that's awesome. I love it. So, you, you're writing. You're moving I around. You are doing things a little bit differently from the first time you stepped into the industry. What are I'm some sorry? of the challenges? I say you're you're doing things differently from the first time you stepped into the industry. What are some of the mm-hmm. challenges that you see yourself facing as you move and push your brand forward? Um, the biggest challenge is actually the challenge within myself. I will not lie about that. I get lazy. I get stagnant. I get, um, you know, unmotivated, if you will. So it's kind of, it's the biggest challenge is me pushing myself. That's the biggest obstacle. Other, um, the next obstacle, of course, is just getting myself out there more. Like, I haven't been to the West Coast yet. I really do plan on going there, but primarily I've just been, you know, working um, along the East Coast, and I kind of want to push myself out further so I can meet people, network, and everything, because I'm not, I'm not a household name, but that's my goal. I want to be a household name. I want to be the Terry McMillan or the Aaron Jerome Vicky or not, and I know through that, like, you got to work for it. You do have to work for it. Like, nothing's going to just be handed to you or come easy. And if it does, then, you know, that's just pure luck. But other than that, like, yeah, I know there's a lot of steps I have to take, and I am pushing through. I'm striving. I'm networking. And hopefully, you know, the steps will come to me. But I, I'm not necessarily chasing it, if, you know what I mean? If an author is in this game, solely for the money, then your ride is going to be a little tricky than others. I'm not in it for the money. Yes, I do want the money eventually, but that's not the first love. I really have a passion of writing, and I love sharing my work with the world. Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, some people people feel like, when you write a book, oh, that's it, I'm going to make money. Um, even if even publishers, you know, you got publishers that feel like, oh, I got a publishing company, I got authors, I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. You have to think outside of the book. What are some of the ways you think outside of your book um, to, to ensure that you're able to move your feet in this industry? Um. Like I said, it's a lot of book fairs. It's a lot of networking. I did a whole book reel on the first book where um, all the music was original. I hired actors. And it wasn't just words on the screen. Like, they were literally acting out. Um, it was a music video type situation. And they were acting out. And you saw the emotions. And you saw, like, pieces of the book. And it kind of captivates you. Because, like I said, it's all original music. Even the score, like the um, the producing and the production and 
the music itself, everything was original. Thank God that I have talented friends that were able to help me and guide me along the way. Um, Issa Rae said it best. She was like, you don't need a million dollars to make your product boom. All you need is the people within your network. And if you utilize your network, then we're all able to help each other out. So, And I truly believe that. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Christy Lux tells me all the time, she tells me that all the time, utilize your Rolodex. You don't know. Uh-huh. You have so many people in the Rolodex, you can utilize your Rolodex, and you'd be surprised what can happen once you just, just utilize what you have in your Rolodex. I'm so glad that you said that because some people, you know, they, they go to events and they get frustrated when they may not sell a book, but I always say that's a networking opportunity. You never know who you're exactly. going to come in the midst of, who you're going to come in the presence of. When you go to different events, I saw an author at, uh, at an event, and she didn't have her book. And I asked her where was her phone, and she said, right here in my purse. I said, okay, that's where your book should be. <laughs> you should have it with that, you like you carry right. that phone around. You should have it with you like you carry your wallet. You should have something, and you know, so that you you are ready. Not you got to get ready, but you are ready. Anything can happen. You could be at the gas station, and Ludacris can pull up. What you got in your exactly. purse? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said I always have my books in the truck of my car. And um, it's funny you said that because it's like I went to Canada and I did the Toronto Book Expo last year. Now, I didn't go this year, but I did attend last year. And honestly, I only sold three books. And I was fine with that. I am one of those authors that are, are fine with selling one, two. Well, as long as I sell something, I am okay with that because you know why? That one person, if you got a good product and you believe in it, that one person is going to read your book, and they're going to tell 12 other people, and that 12 other people can turn to 24, and then, you know, so on and so forth. And you have to look at it that way. You get one new reader, that's a potential of getting 20 more new readers because word of mouth Mm -hmm. is the best advertising you'll ever get. Absolutely. That's how your book develops legs, and it goes in every direction that you can dream of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, child, see, you know, here in Let's Chat, we like to do something fun because, <laughs> you know, we like to make sure that we introduce you and your talent and your skills to our listeners. And we like them to give them a little taste of your pen. Um, so I'm excited because we know <laughs> you know what he is. And I'm excited for what T got for you. So let's just get started because I know it's going to be good and it's going to be juicy. And I'm, we ready. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, we thank you for joining Nisha and I. You know, we always enjoy when you spend your, some of your precious time with us here on Let's Chat. So we thank you for that. But um, we want to, we want to hear your creative juices flow, and we want you to give us a live excerpt. And I'm going to give you tonight three props, which are pretty pretty interesting. The first prop is some thigh high boots. The second one is a straight jacket, and the third one is a feather. If you could just give us a live excerpt from any of your characters, any book. Uh, we would truly appreciate it. And we sit here with our popcorn and our red cups. We waiting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And our fuzzy slippers. We ready. 
Okay, what did you say? I heard straight jacket in a character. I'm so sorry. Repeat that. <laughs> okay, your prop or oh, your thigh high boots, a straight jacket and a feather. Okay, thigh high boots, straight jacket, and when, what was the last one? A feather. A what? A feather. A feather. A feather. Oh, gee, come on. My 16 year old is in the car. <laughs> I, I am no. I have I can't I talk promise. freely. I can't talk freely right now. My baby is in the car. <laughs> He's looking at me like what? And I got it. I He's got like, it. Mom, what I kind of show? What do you say, it. Mom? What kind of show is this you all? Well, and what you I mean by the fact that these folks want you to talk about how they have both They're saying, they're the saying y'all nasty. Look, you got to hear. What you talking about y'all nasty. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was, that's why I was late. Like, I was doing the school shopping thing and everything. Like, <laughs> he giving you the side eye. Like, Mom, what you be writing about? What what, 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 you, what, what you really I got going on? I mean, he's one of my books. He got his hands on one of my books. I appreciate that. But <laughs> he got it. He got his hands on nice. And he was like, you just fulfilled every teenage boy's fantasy. And, that. and I was like, no, you are not allowed to read my book. It is not for you. But <laughs> and he's sitting here talking about it like, yep, fulfilled every teen man's fantasy. <laughs> In case you didn't know, Mom. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know every teenager's uh Thing was to get with their teacher, so that's a little spoiler really? nice. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we got an eye on you, Mister. We got an eye on you. We got an eye on you. Don't get, don't, don't. It's in a book. Don't try it. Your teacher will come mm-hmm. up missing. Anybody got time for that? I know. <laughs> he know. He know I'm crazy. <laughs> he know I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay, so but if you give me something PG, <laughs> okay, so I got a question for you. I got a question. We gonna let you slide this time. Next time, though, we got you. Mhm. We got you okay. next time. And I promise, okay, so I'll be I'll be away from him, and we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic of the show is how time flies, right? And so mm-hmm. your books deal a lot in relationships and. Um, time really flies in relationships, especially when you are wrapped up um, or unwrapping, depending on what's going on. Now, there's a difference, though. Um, I don't know if you watch Love Is, but they were talking about this um, on the show on the last episode, which was the season finale. And it was saying how um, Yasir was saying it's basically how he enjoyed when when the process when you're in love and you're not thinking you're just doing, and uh-huh. then his best friend was saying how he loves his woman, but he he he's there because he has to be there. Can you talk a little bit about that when it comes to relationships? Because a lot of times. That is a relationship in the whole from the beginning of a relationship where you're doing mm-hmm. things 
um, and you're not thinking. You don't have a thought process. You're just doing. And then after a while something happens, then there's a switch and you're just there uh, and you're doing what you're supposed to do or, or what you need to do. Talk a little bit about that in um, a relationship. Okay, so we all know anything new is sparkly and shiny and great. It's like having a new toy or whatever. So, of course, you and this person are just, ne- like, just can't get enough of each other. You, like, want to melt in each other's love. And I get that. And I feel like every strong relationship starts out that way. And I would say, you know, hopefully for most, like, around, I guess, four or five years into the relationship, you kind of, the fire kind of dwindles down. So I don't know if you're married, you may have kids or whatever, but I personally tend to think that people get lost in their relationship. It's like you kind of lose your identity. Like you just want to spend all your time with this person and you forgot that you have a whole life outside of this person. So I always tell people, like, you still have to find your boundaries. You can still be with this person, but remember who you are outside of this person because, God forbid, this relationship doesn't work out. You done cut your ties with all your befores and your day ones because you were so involved with this one person. Even in a marriage, like, I feel that it's important for our wife and the husband to have their time. When I say their time, I mean away from wife and kids because if all you're doing is working and going home and working and going home, like, you're going to, like, that will drive anybody crazy. And this is just my opinion, my opinion only. Please don't beat me up for it. So I always felt like when I get married and I have the husband and I have the kids, like I'm in a relationship now and we talk we talk a lot, and I say I think it's important that at least once a month, like one Saturday a month or whatever, that will be your day to do whatever it is you want. Of course, you can't cheat or nothing like that, but you can leave the wife and the kids at home. You can go out with your boys. You can have fun. That is your time. And then, you know, the next week will be my time. Now, this is once a month. I didn't say, like, you know, do it all the time. But I just feel like it's important that you remember who you are in a relationship and you have things, you like to do things outside of your relationship. And that's just that's just my opinion and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's important. Absolutely. And it mm-hmm. is because, you know, sometimes I think, you know, well, you know how they always say you can look into a person's eyes and you can kind of see their soul, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sometimes you, you become disconnected, you know, the, with the hustle and the bustle and the running around the life. But sometimes when you look in to a man's eyes or even into a woman's eyes, you'll be able to see. If you see, like, I want to be happy, but I can't, I I don't know how, you'll see that in their eyes. You'll see frustration. Mm -hmm. You'll see, but that means you're able to see them. You know what I'm saying? I I love when that new part, everything is new. Um, And I think that I don't see relationships as forever. I don't. I don't see them as forever. Um, I think that when you look into somebody's eyes and you can't see them, 
then to me that's a reset period because even when things are crazy, you have to be able to see that person because you have mm-hmm. to be able to know what's going on. And if you can't see them, if you can't, can't feel them, then you're out of sync. You see what I'm saying? And so then that's mm-hmm. what that happens. You get stuck in and you lose yourself. You lose yourself. They've lost themselves, and nobody can recognize that something is off until, you know, something happens or or an argument. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm not necessarily cheating, but, you know, an argument or something happens or, or you know, a death. You don't really think about it until something happens to kind of shake you up a little bit. Right. So now when you sit down to write these books, what are some of the things um, you like to ensure you instill in your readers through your characters? I love emotion. I am going to pull at your heartstrings as much as I can. I love, I'm not a monster or nothing like that. Like I just don't want to see people cry. But I love when readers reach out to me and say, I bawl at this part and whatnot. And it'll it'll catch me by surprise because certain parts I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going for the juggler. I want them to feel that emotion. And people will go through a whole different part and be like, no, I cried at this part. And I was like, that is not what I was going for. But I guess that's art. You know, people interpret how they want to interpret things. So, you know, I play, like, it's a life, and it's a roller coaster. And I'm just talking about this one series. It's a life, it's a roller coaster. A roller coaster is not always going up, and it's not always going down. You have your peaks, you have your highs, you have your lows. I didn't want to tell the perfect love story because there's no such thing as a perfect love story. So that's why it was important for me to go through these motions with these two characters and they they put each other through the ringer. It's like it's not a steady heartbeat. It's not steady. It's not, you know, I found the one and we're just doing this together. It's no, I hate you one day. I love you the next. I can't stand you. I'm going to fight you. Oh, just hold me. It's everything in this relationship because that's what a relationship between a man and a woman is. It's not perfect, but this series is like the imperfectly love story for them if I'm making Mm -hmm. sense absolutely Mm -hmm. and it's funny that you say that because the one thing I always say is that we are imperfect people always looking for perfection out of other imperfect people and we're never going to find it but that means Mm -hmm. that we're lacking perfection in ourselves and so we have to go outward to find something to fill us on the inside when it's really us that's missing things and the one thing about energy is Energy never dies. It, it never dies. It just transforms into something else. So in a relationship, you have that energy. Like I've driven 100 miles out of love, and it didn't feel like 100 miles. I didn't think of it as 100 miles. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you just do stuff you don't think. You're just doing it. But mm-hmm. when you start thinking or things get different, then all of a sudden your mind starts clicking a little bit, and then you start like, okay, well, see, so energy doesn't change, but it turns into anger, and it turns into um, different levels of 
um, emotion. And so I love that you like to bring that out in your characters and in your books because a lot of times when you're in a relationship and they say, oh, yeah, we, get, we, we fell out, we on bad terms, really that's really love. Love turns into anger real fast. It, that energy yes. transforms um, into anger really fast, but that anger is really hurt. Hurt, mm-hmm. an unresolved hurt that hasn't been addressed. You see what I'm saying? Or hurt feelings or something that hasn't been tapped into that you're avoiding. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we do that automatically, and I love that you put it in your book because that makes it relatable. T and I were talking about that at the top of the show, Um, books that are characters that are relatable and books that are relatable. That's what draws us in as readers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for for drawing that. Thank you, thank you. Well, we so thank you I for learned. coming to kick it with us here on the chat room. We want you to go and shout out all of your social media, any events that you have coming up, where everybody can get a piece of Shatea Sims' mind. Hey, I'm all over Amazon. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at author Shatea Sims. Uh, mm-hmm. My website is being revamped at the moment, but when it's back up, it is ShateaSims.com. I also have, for anybody interested in looking at the book reel to see if, you know, if this book is a fit for you or you're something you're interested in, you can just Google uh, Living Anonymous. It's on YouTube. And like I said, it plays out as a music video, ironically. <laughs> um, I also have book shorts up there as well. And for Kindle Unlimited or just Kindle Period, you can kind of get um, the samples on or um, on Amazon. Excuse me. And I have five all five stars reviews. I have some, you know, fours, but predominantly they're all five star reviews. And please, I hope I gain a new reader or at least an interested reader. So awesome! Thank you for joining us. Thank you Absolutely. for having me, ladies, and thank you so much for opening this platform for all authors. Oh, and we appreciate you. you. And we will see you soon because I know you will have great things coming, so we're going to see you soon closer to the end of the year, top of not 2019, to see what you got popping. Yes. Thank you so much, okay. ladies. Okay. Have a great you are so welcome. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Absolutely. I love Girls' Night. No offense, men, but I do. I love Girls' Night. (laughs) We appreciate everybody that came to kick it with us today. Unfortunately, Arthur Rain was not able to to stop into the chat room, but we will get her rescheduled for the next time. Next week, we have tomorrow. Actually, we have a show tomorrow. We have the fabulous Bianca Harrison. Laquana Jones and Kate Roche. And then next week we have the fabulous team conglomerate. They're going to be in here uh, kicking down the chat room door, so I'm excited. And on the Wednesday, the 29th, we have Amir, Stacey Covington, and Marie Dunn. They're going to kick in the chat room doors. Just know that these are our last three shows. Uh, until October, we will be taking a break. Uh, you know, we always take a break uh, once, well, twice a year. We take a break towards the holiday, too. But we are excited. Um, 
But T won't have a break because uh, Scoreboard will be back. She'll be talking that talk, everything sports with the fabulous Scoreboard Jazz. We will see y'all on tomorrow, and y'all have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.